0: Ephesians 5, starting in verse 1, it says this. A little background, first of all. I love to give background. So Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, is actually a letter to the Ephesians. If you know anything about the Bible, sometimes we assume that you know what's happening in this book. This this book of Ephesians is actually a letter written by a name Paul. He's writing a letter. Have you ever written a letter before, like a handwritten letter? So, um, one of you has, that's awesome. So this is actually a a letter written to the people of a place called Ephesus, uh, old school, Western town, Ephesus. So this is a letter Paul is writing to them and he's saying to the people of Ephesians, Ephesus, the Ephesians, verse five, this is going well, imitate God. Therefore in everything you do, because you are his dear children, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. That's good. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral or impure or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of God and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. And then Paul goes on to talk about, hey, be careful. There's a lot of people who don't believe in God. Don't act like those people. You should live differently. And then look what it says in verse 15. It says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Days. Have, you, um, have you ever missed out on a moment that was a big, like a big moment and you missed out on it? Like you had an opportunity to be a part of a big moment, but you missed out on it? I did one time. Uh, in fact, uh, I don't know if you know this about me. You, if you've been here before, you know this about me. I love baseball. And I, not only that, but I, I love the Boston Red Sox and I have for a long time. In fact, I love them so much, I traveled to Los Angeles in October, paid a lot of money to go see them play in the World Series. I love the Boston Red Sox, but my love for the Boston Red Sox began in 2003. How many of you were not born in 2003? (laughs) 2000, oh my gosh, I'm so old. 2003, I was 12 years old, and the Boston Red Sox hadn't won a World Series or been to the World Series in like 100 years. There's like this huge curse on them. And they made it to the American League Division Series playoffs. And they played the New York Yankees. And um, like they were America's team at that time. like Everybody loved these darling Boston Red Sox. And so they get to the playoffs, and it's Game 7 in 2003 against the New York Yankees. And what happens in total heartbreak is at the bottom of the 11th inning, Aaron Boone, it's a walk-off home run, and they bottom 11th. And the Yankees win, and the Red Sox lose. But at that moment, I was like... I'm a Red Sox fan. Like, let's go! They're gonna get them next year. And f- like 2003—that's when it started. My love for the Red Sox. In case you're wondering, it's been 16 years now. Moment of silence for that moment. Um, come back the next season, and and they're excited. I mean, the roster is stacked at this point. Like, and I love the team. The team was like no more. Garcia Parra. Do you know any of these names? I'm going to say some names. Kurt Schilling, Pedro Martinez, Trot Nixon, Jason Veritek, Manny Ramirez. Do you know any of these names? No, you don't. But there was one person on the team who everybody loved, and his name was David Ortiz. Have you heard of this guy? Listen, his nickname was Big Poppy. When your nickname is Big Poppy, you're a big deal. And so everybody loved Big Poppy. So 2004, the next season rolls around. Guess who they're playing in the playoffs again? The New York Yankees. Up comes Big Poppy in three straight games, either hits a walk-off Grand Slam, a walk-off Homer, or a walk-off hit. Like a hero, like hero, like an epic man. Ever it's like, and beat the New York Yankees, praise Jesus, hallelujah. And they go to the World Series and they actually end up winning the World Series. Come on, somebody, 2004, it's amazing. It's amazing, flash forward. You're like, why is he talking about this? Is baseball lesson today? I'll get there, okay, hold on. Um, flash forward. To 2016, October of 2016, the Boston Red Sox are in the playoffs again. And Mandy and I happen to be in Boston when they're playing the Cleveland Indians for the American League Division Series. And they're terrible, but I don't care. They're probably going to lose. That doesn't matter. I'm in Boston during the playoffs while the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park. Like, let's go. So by a miracle, some amazing and gracious people, we got tickets to go to this playoff game at Fenway. Because the thought is, David Ortiz had just announced that this would be his last season. He was going to retire after this season. If they lost this game, David Ortiz would be done with baseball forever. So we're like, we need to get to this game. And so we go to the game, and it was incredible, amazing. David Ortiz is the man, but they get stomped. Oh my gosh, it was so embarrassing. And so towards the end of the game, it's ugly, it's ugly, and it's packed. And Towards the end of the game, I'm thinking, oh gosh, like this parking lot is about to be insane. The subway system is about to be insane. Like, we need to beat the crowd. Have you ever been to a baseball game and left early thinking we need to beat the crowd because it's about to be insane? There we are, Fenway Park. I'm thinking, Mandy, we need to get out of here. We need to beat the crowd. Game's not even over. So we leave. We get out into the parking lot. We get out to the subway. Uh, they lose. But what we didn't know is that the entire crowd stayed at the game. After the game was over, Cleveland Indians won. Boston Red Sox lose. But right when the game ends, the entire crowd starts chanting, Poppy, 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 Poppy. And in an epic moment, an epic moment of ML baseball history, Big Poppy comes out of the tunnel one last time. No one's on the field anymore. He comes out, gives a standing ovation, tips his hat. The crowd goes insane. It makes Sports Center. It's like the, one of the most glorious moments. Big Poppy coming out of the tunnel one last time to say goodbye to his fans. An amazing moment. But I missed it because I was in the parking lot trying to get ahead of the crowd. I wonder how many moments we have in our life. I wonder how many life-changing and life-altering moments there are in our life that we miss because we're too worried about looking ahead to what could be. I, I, I get it some of us are seniors in this room and like we've had senioritis since like September. Like I get, like you're already checked out, you're ready to go. Some of you eighth graders are like turning up the swagger because you're about to be a freshman. You're like, I got to turn it up, be in high school. The rest of us are like, please God, just get me away from these people. I just want to get out of this school. I just want to get to summer. And there's this natural tendency to want to look ahead at things. Bless you, that was awesome. There's this natural tendency for us to want to look ahead to what's next, what's new. And if we can just get there, things will be better. But the question I have for you tonight is in our attempt to look ahead in the future, how many things do we miss in the present? Are you taking notes tonight? I want to title tonight's message Here and Now. Here and Now. And I wonder how many times we are so focused on the future that we forget what God has for us in the present. The same because it happens all the time in our faith. We get caught up in what's next. We get distracted by what lays ahead of us. And we say some things. We say, like, if I can just, if I can just get out of high school, then me and God will be tight. Or if I can just get away from my parents then my relationship with God will be way closer. My faith will grow. Or if I can just get away, if I can just get to that place, if I can just get there, then everything with God will be better. But here's what I want you to understand tonight, that God's purpose for you is not somewhere and someday. God's purpose for you is right here and right now. So many of us are so eager to see what God has for us next week or next month or next year, that we forget to see what God has for us right here and right now. Look at Ephesians 5. How does it start? It says, verse 1, Imitate God, therefore, in what? In everything you do. Imitate God, therefore, in everything that you do. You see, God's purpose for us is not hiding somewhere in the future. Every moment of every day is an opportunity to reflect Jesus. You see, so many of us get desperate, and we think, oh, God, just show me my purpose. What's my purpose supposed to be? and And we feel like it's this big secret, God's purpose for your life. Can I reveal the big secret tonight? God's purpose for you is to be like Jesus in everything you do. What does Paul say in verse 15? He says, hey, time is not working for you. In fact, the days are evil, so don't waste them. Make the most of every opportunity to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Make the most of every opportunity you've been given to be like Jesus. There's a group, there's a group of Christians that I love. I adore these group of Christians. They're amazing. They're the mission trip junkies. Have you heard of these people, the mission trip junkies? They're the one who posts online all the time. Like, oh my gosh, going to Africa this summer, make sure you support me. Or or they're like, oh my gosh, support my trip, buy my t-shirt because I'm going to Africa, I'm going to Haiti, I'm going to New Zealand, I'm going to Peru, I'm going to all these places. Hashtag blessed, hashtag share the gospel, right? You've seen these people who are just so amped up for mission trips. And listen, listen, listen. There's nothing wrong with mission trips, okay? In fact, we read it last week. Matthew 28, Jesus says to go into all the nations like mission trips to other countries are good. There's nothing wrong with mission trips to other countries. But what's ironic is I see so many people being so passionate about reaching the lost in a different country or in a different state or in a different city, but never take a moment to reach the lost in their own community or their own schools or their own homes. See, God's mission for you doesn't start on a trip it starts right here, right now, in your home, in your community, in your schools. Some of you, if you're like me, I've done this before. Some of you are asking God, like, God, show me what I'm supposed to be doing in five years. Like, show me my mission field, Lord. I just wish God would show me what I'm supposed to do. God, when will you use me? You know what God's answer to you is? You want, me, you want to know when I want to use you? I want to use you right here and right now. I, I have a people all the time, like, what am I purpose? I have an exercise. I tell people all the time. I have an exercise. You want to know God's purpose for you? Go to school. In between classes, stand right in the middle of your hallway while people are to your left and your right. I want you to close your eyes real tight. And then I want you to open them. That's your mission field. But Brayden, there's some scary people at school. Have you met the people at my school? They're nasty. They're dark. But here's what I want you to understand tonight. We will never be light in darkness if we're afraid of the people in the shadows. Do you understand? We will never be light in the darkness if we're afraid of people in the shadows. So when you go to school, what's your perspective? They're nasty. They're gross. Ew. She's thirsty. No. Our perspective is what an opportunity this is to be light in darkness. Make every moment count. Oh, God, show me your purpose. Go to Walmart, close your eyes in the middle of the aisles, open them up, look at all the people there. There's some interesting people at Walmart because I'm one of those interesting people. That's your mission field. We act like it's a mystery. God, show me my purpose. Open your eyes, where are you? That's your mission field. Your mission field isn't across the country or across the ocean. Your mission field is across the street. Your mission field is across the hallway at school. Your mission field is across the classroom. But we act like it's a mystery. God is saying, make every opportunity right here, right now. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is speaking. Sermon on the Mount. And he says this. He says, give your entire attention to what God is doing. When? right now, and don't get worked about what may or may not happen tomorrow. I love that. Give your attention to what God is doing right now. and Don't get worked up. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with that when it gets here. Guys, there are some, God has some amazing days ahead for us. He does. He has amazing things for us in the next month, the next week, the next year. God has amazing plans for you. But what the question he is asking you is, what are you going to do about today? Tomorrow has enough worries on its own. I have amazing things planned for you, but what are you doing about today? We're gearing up for camp, right? And I've already heard people saying like, man, I can't wait for camp. Camp's going to be incredible. God is going to do some amazing things, and he will. But God is also going to do some amazing things today. We don't have to wait till camp. Did you know this? We're so hyped about camp. Nobody's hyped about Thursday morning at school. God's ready to do some amazing things in your classroom. God's ready to do some amazing things in your homes. But it starts right here, right now. Not making an excuse to wait till some time that feels perfect. God is saying, no, 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 no. It starts right here, right now. See, we, get, we often get busy looking for God to do something spectacular, that we miss out on the miracles that are happening in the mundane. We get so caught up in expecting God to only move in the spectacular ways that we forget that God makes miracles happen in the mundane. It's so easy to miss out on what God is doing today because we're, we're, we're way too focused and we're way too busy hoping on what he might do tomorrow. God, I, guys, I want you to understand that God's plan for you starts right here, right now. Our mission statement at BSM North it's to live, love, and look like Jesus. Do you know how Jesus lived? With a purpose and a mission every day. Do you, know, do you know who Jesus loved? Everybody. Like, do you know, do you know what it means to look like Jesus? It means waking up every day, living your life as a sacrifice to God and being a blessing to the people around you. That's our goal. That's our mission. Every day you wake up, God, how can I be a blessing to someone around me? But we get too caught up and man, just get me out of this school. Get me to summer, get me to Cabo so I can get away from these crazy people. And God's saying, no, 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 you've missed it because I've commanded you to make the most of every moment of your day. Stop looking ahead as if God's destiny is for you somewhere out there. Guys, you have a few days left in school. What are you going to do with it? Guys, some of you have a few years left in your homes. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to complain or are you going to be a blessing? But more than that, you're not even promised tomorrow. So what are you going to do with today? Are you going to believe that God's purpose is waiting for you somewhere out there tomorrow? Are you going to believe that he has a purpose and a destiny for you right here, right now? My challenge for you guys is to get out of this mentality of, oh, I just need to get there. No, no, no. God's saying, yeah, I've got stuff for you there, but I want you right here right now. I want you to take every opportunity. Don't check out. So many of us are already checked out. Don't check out because every opportunity is an opportunity for you to bless somebody. Don't check out because every opportunity is an opportunity to show someone Jesus. What's crazy is you have that mentality. Going to Walmart is not just a shopping trip anymore. It's a mission field. Going to school isn't just going to school anymore. You turn that perspective on, going to school is now your mission field. You turn on that perspective, going home isn't just going home anymore. It's how can I bless my parents? How can I bless that sibling? When was the last time you actually said those words, how can I bless my sibling? But that's the perspective that God wants you to have. Every moment, what does Ephesians 5 say? Make the most of every moment to reflect Jesus. Not someday, not somewhere, not somehow. No, no, no. Every moment starts right here, right now. Let's pray.